three, two, one. You ain't seen nothing yet. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Let's Dig In podcast. I'm your host, Rich Rosendale. I'm joined by our co-hosts, Christopher Ryloff and Rachel Barnett. And this week's episode is the rise of TikTok. Yes, all about social media. And I know, I know, as if it's not already enough to have all these other social media platforms, there's another one that people have got to uh, keep track of. Well, TikTok is a different, has different algorithms. It's a different platform. It's a different audience. And we decided to get somebody on the show that this year had really kind of built a brand and has essentially become an influencer on that platform. We're talking about Chef Alex Dispense, who also goes by the Sup Chef, and he has a podcast also named the Sup Chef Podcast. So we talked to him about how 2020 has given him an incredible opportunity on the TikTok platform. Uh, from some of his posts going viral. And now he has really kind of positioned himself into a culinary brand, uh, an entrepreneur, but also an influencer. And I believe you will see more and more of this. You've seen this uh, even uh, as other examples with Travis Scott and McDonald's. Expect to see more of this. And we thought we'd bring him on the show to really kind of understand the dynamic of of uh, having an online presence. What does that mean? We also have some exciting announcements that we'll have later in the show. I know you're going to enjoy it. Before we get started, I want to say thank you to our ongoing sponsor, and that is Vitamix Commercial. Uh, We're really excited to have the partnership with them. Check out their entire line of blenders. My three favorite are the XL, the VitaPrep 3, and the Quiet One. So without further ado, let's dig in with Chef Alex Dispense. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Absolutely. And it's an absolute pleasure and honor to be uh, here with you guys. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. So, so Alex, um, cool, man. So we've, uh, we've talked a little bit, exchanged a little bit of dialogue on uh, Instagram and some messaging and uh, decided to, uh, to, to bring you on to the show because, you know, we like to bring people on that we think have interesting stories to tell Um Tell us about, uh, obviously, not just like 2020, but tell us like what you do now. And, and obviously, we're curious as to the whole uh, TikTok, because that's a big part of like what, what you do now. Uh, but if you would, maybe just kind of share with the audience, because there's a lot of people that they know Instagram, they know Facebook, but t- TikTok is almost kind of like a different world to them. So if you can maybe just um, uh, fill us in on, on, on your background. Yeah, again, I'm just super excited to be here. Um, So I started just like most people. I went to culinary school and obviously had a passion for cooking and grew up in a small Italian town. So it was just like something I thought, you know, would be a good, how do you say, vessel for me because I really always thought that I wanted to be, I don't know, like in in entertainment of some sort. Um, So cooking was fun and interesting. So I thought it was like a realistic approach to a career. So, um, jumped into various different things and made my way to the Greenbrier. So, you know, uh, it's, it's been interesting. And like I said, I always thought that there was, I guess originally I thought it was maybe like the food network or some type of magazine or something like that. Um, working for Gordon Ramsay, uh, you know, that was kind of the original goal, just like many, many people who got into this. And then Instagram kind of happened and 
Facebook and YouTube. And these are things that really I grew up with um, being like 27. So they were always very comfortable to me and never were foreign, always a, always a big piece of my life just in general. And then uh, when I went to the Greenbrier, I got very close with Corey Siegel and um, I could tell some funny stories about. I'm sure you probably get him in trouble on the, on this show. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I might actually do that. No, but, uh, <laughs> but and I, I mean, I had some amazing stories from the green Rider and stuff like that, but uh, you guys, I think him and him working with you and you guys kind of like taking like the professional chef and understanding what branding and marketing and, stuff like that. That's where I, uh, I kind of took it to the next, my level, I guess. And, uh, once, once quarantine happened or whatever you want to call it, uh, I had a little time on my hands and <laughs> I, uh, just started making TikTok videos. I, I was familiar with musically, which was the app, uh, that I guess, uh, TikTok bought or took, took over, excuse me. And, um, never really just kind of watch stuff. And then I saw some like celebrities and some other chefs on there. So I'm like, all right, like, let's try this out. And, uh, it just, just happened. And, uh, it's been, it's been fun. It's been a, an amazing ride. So Alex now leading up to, uh, in 2020, like when, you, well, when you first launched your account, I mean, were you still working at that time, just like as, you know, a, a chef position and yes. you kind of just did, TikTok is kind of more of like, ah, oh, let's see where this, where this kind of goes. Yeah. And to be completely honest, everything in my life is like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, let's just see where this goes. Uh, I'm still, I'm still a chef at a resort. Um, I'm probably will be for the foreseeable future. Um, but, but yeah, you didn't so, know, I mean, did you see kind of in your mind's eye, like where you thought like TikTok was going to be able to, uh, how, how you, how that platform was going to be, play such a big role in what you do, or did you just wake up one day and say, Holy hell, like, <laughs> well, it was kind of that. Yes. I would say yeah. it's that <laughs> I was, uh, very, very surprised. I don't know if anybody here remembers the tiger King documentary. Yes. Uh, it's it a very viral, <laughs> just crazy thing. Almost. And, yeah. Almost went, uh, as, uh, that as, uh, for Halloween this year, but I didn't think any of my kids, uh, would know. So I wouldn't, <laughs> I would have, I would have, I would have known. I would have known. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have known. <laughs> um, so there was um, just like anything, it was trending and there was an audio that I seen or heard, obviously. And it was it was like, uh, I'm certainly not going to sing it, but it was like, you know, the, something from the Tiger King. Yeah. And um, I just had like I was home a lot um, with the virus. We obviously manipulate uh, manipulated or adjusted, I should say, our hours and our operation and New York State. Uh, mm -hmm. certainly help with that. And then uh, we, I don't know, I was just like cooking outside. I was, you know, just having fun just, just for the first time in a long time. I just had time and I was making fires outside or whatever. So I just started a fire like every single day. Actually, my wife was like, what's wrong with you? And um, I, I just brought one of those like cast, I got one of those like cast iron skillets that I had never used. I got it for Christmas. I thought it was amazing. And like it sat in my house for like three years. And then I finally like 
don't know. I just had like a idea where I just like took like a big pork chop and put like tiger stripes on it with, uh, with like two different marinades and then seared it with this tiger King audio. And it got like 40 or 50,000 views in like wow. one day. And I was like, this is odd because, you know, I would have to, there's nothing I could have done on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube to where I would ever get maybe a hundred likes or anything like that. So this was really foreign to me. And then it's just kind of created that snowball effect since then. So. So that was, that was the one that went viral for you was the tiger King one. (laughs) Well, that was the one that kicked it it off. It was the one that kicked it off. Yeah. And then I can uh, see that. Yeah. And then, um, simply just a, I made like this roasted garlic butter, which I call love butter. I don't know who invented it, but I think I just learned this somewhere in my career, but it's, it's this amazing roasted garlic butter. It's just tons of roasted garlic and picked thyme and parsley and tons of chives and uh, rosemary. So it's a compound butter. It's, and I use it on everything from toasting brioche rolls to uh, even finishing sauces. And uh, I just happened to have to make it. And I was like, you know what, let's just film this. Let's see what happens. Everything in my life now is, is documented and filmed because of TikTok, which is fun, but sometimes it's crazy. But um, I made this giant batch of this and then it hit um, a million views. And I was like, whoa, wow. like this is serious. And then, you know, and then I, I'm obviously a big pizza guy. So I just made pizzas. I make pizzas. I eat pizza every day. So I just made pizzas and stuff like that. And then I got like 3 million views. And then I just am associated with all these huge, massive creators on the app. And it's bizarre. Like uh, people from Food Network have reached out to me and stuff. So it's amazing, man. TikTok is incredible. And, you know, I think it's going to be one of those big players, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. So. What what makes TikTok different than the rest of the other social media platforms? That's a phenomenal question. So actually, I was talking to Corey Siegel, I don't know, like three years ago. And I always come up with these crazy ideas. And uh, one thing I love and appreciate about Corey is that he's very blunt with me and he's very honest <laughs> with me. So I'll call him and be like, Chef, I got this great idea. Let's buy some stock in Tesla or you know, just whatever. And he'll be like, shut up. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> So, um, I, I called him and I was like, what if Instagram, you know, cause we're always talking and scheming on stuff. Like, I'm like, what if we created an Instagram that for one day, everybody followed you, not just you, but just every, each user. And he's like, you know, that might have some, that might have some legs. Like it's, it's a good opportunity to get people exposure. You know, if you're, if you're, uh, uh, making wooden sculptures or something, you know, you, you may have this amazing business and, you know, people may love this, but you just don't know how to market yourself. Well, to be honest, that's what TikTok does. TikTok gives everybody, every video goes to the for you page, which is basically like the explore page of Instagram, or it's just like the, the, the default. So if you open TikTok, it's the for you page, every video goes to that every single video. So if your video is what I would call good or like speaks to the algorithm. For instance, it stays like it's watchable, it's shareable, it's commentable. Uh, then it stays on longer. So everybody in on the app has the opportunity to go viral. Everybody on the app has the opportunity to be successful. And like where Instagram, 
you know, here's, here's like a cool, like funny, like reality is like, I say this all the time. Like I did not wake up looking like Kim Kardashian. So Instagram is very challenging for me <laughs> just because like those are, you know what I mean? That's a, that's a complete reality. And I'm not, yeah. you know, trying to certainly be rude or anything like that, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I can kind of make fun of myself, but you know, that's, yeah, just but I reality. think there's some, I think there's something kind of um, refreshing about that, you know, that I think that people kind of, uh, are kind of hungry for, you know, just to, you know, we live in this world of like, you know, filters and, you know, what you project to be as opposed to like what you are. And I don't know, it's kind of neat to just see, you know, just straight up you throwing down some pizza, you know, on a grill or something, you know, I think it just, you know, you're not hiding anything, you know, it's, it's, it's more authentic. Totally, totally correct. And anything that I do that is, um, over edited or overthought about or complicated usually does worse than something that I just uh, feels authentic or something I don't make up. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's just interesting. And I think you're totally right that it is refreshing and it gives people like TikTok specifically, but now Instagram with reels. And um, I think social media is kind of turning a little bit in that direction, but it gives you the ability to be a little bit more authentic. And that's a term that millennials and, and, and like people like Gary V use is like authenticity, authentic. But then you like put up like, you know, a gelatin dipped pizza with a filter on it or whatever. It's yeah. not authentic. Right. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, I think there's a, it's kind of ironic TikTok. really. It is, it is. Yeah. And I, but TikTok's given that to you. I mean, I like when I burn shit or if I uh, drop something on the floor, I sorry for cussing, but no, that's um, fine. It happens all the time. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, if, you know, if I drop something or there's some type of blooper, if I put that in, sometimes those subtle details of me just wiping a table before I do something is yeah. uh, make, makes the TikTok go from being like good to great. And I just did a podcast with uh, his name is Sonny Harrell. Who's uh his channel's called That Dude Can Cook, and he's very good at that. But uh, one thing we were talking about on the podcast was like Gordon Ramsay. And, you know, I keep bringing him up, but he's like a hero of mine. But um, he, he had this video one time where he was just he, – he put some bread in like the toaster for his scrambled eggs. And that scrambled egg uh, video he had is extremely popular. I think it has like 100 million views or something on YouTube, like insane amounts uh, but, but the first batch, he burnt the, he burnt the bread in the toaster and he's taking his side towel when he's like wafting the, the toaster and smoking up his house and stuff. And it's like, that is genius to, to incorporate that. I mean, and it, and it gives everybody in, in the world, I mean, even you guys and, and myself and, and even Gordon Ramsay, like burns toast sometimes, right, you know, totally. and, right. and it's good to see that, you know, people want to see that. People want to see everyone doing uh, uh, mistakes that people are real, like what you were saying, being uh, authentic. Uh, Chef, what do you think that are the biggest uh, mistakes that brand and social media, they, they do? I'd say that people don't understand uh, how to interface themselves with the app. Uh, for instance, if you go on Facebook right now, right now, it's pretty bad. It, it's, uh, oh my everybody's God, yeah. talk, it, it's, it's toxic. It's negative. And you have colleagues that are saying stuff that they would never say in public um, as if they have like this 
incredible platform to say things under the protection of being alone in their home. And I don't mean that in like a, you know, a ne- it sounds super negative, but I mean, like I see sometimes, especially chefs and stuff, I see them going on about ripping into politics and ripping into their friends and colleagues about the way that they feel. And, and then if they, if they go out to dinner with them or have a glass of wine with them, they would never act in that way. Right. So I think it's, it's about being your true self and, and taking a deep breath and before you, you hit send and rereading it and understanding that, uh, you know, understanding your market and understanding these kids, man, I'll tell you what, these kids are so smart and they've come up with things that I, I wish I knew. Um, like, like the word cringy, this is this something that I hear a lot on TikTok, right? right. These long, political depositions that you put on Facebook, which all your colleagues and potential bosses are going to see are That's cringy. crazy. Yeah. It's, it's cringy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and totally. right now there's many companies that they look, whenever you send a resume, they look into your social media. They actually do that. Well, and right That's now, your first right, interview. Totally. Right. That's the first I've impression. Never, absolutely. And sorry to interrupt, but I've never one time, never one time in my career as a chef, went into an interview without looking for somebody on Facebook. Never once. Yeah. Right. Right. Do I find them every time? No, but I've, I look every time. Right. Yeah. Because if you see something shady or something is, it's going to be the first impression that the first filter to say like, yeah, I don't <sighs> think about this. Um, and now that you mentioned uh, about everything that's going on on Facebook and let's not get into politics, of course, but what do you think about uh, if TikToks get banned on in the U.S. and are you concerned about that? Is is anything that you have to think about that? Be, be, I mean, after you went viral and and you yeah. kind of like you love TikTok right now. So, what is your thought about that? I mean, do you think that it will? No, I don't. I don't because I think that there is. Um, everybody likes to act in their own self-interest, and I think that there's a tremendous amount of interest to keep it here in the United States. I think it's pretty mainstream. I think it'd be very, very extreme. Something would, something would have to go really south. Um, and I think that all the talks are kind of mellowed out a little bit. So we'll see what happens. But I'm also kind of the, um, I kind of try to think positively about things. And uh, you know, listen, it would suck. And there was a scare at one point where, right in the height of all these conversations, uh, everybody's there was a big glitch on TikTok. So everybody was already like very, very concerned and thinking (laughs) about it. And then TikTok had a glitch where everybody's views, likes, and follows went to zero. Uh, So you could imagine everybody went on live and everybody was like, go to my Instagram, go to my Instagram. So there was, there's been some scares and stuff, but listen, I think, uh, you know, the worst of it's kind of past, but who knows? And it's possible. And you know, the, if the ship sails on TikTok, then we move forward. Do you think that Reels is going to replace TikTok in the case that it, TikTok gets banned in the U.S.? Yes, um, it's good. Reels is very good. Reels is what Instagram needed. But, uh, you know, listen, I was a massive fan of Vine. I don't know if anybody uh, was yes. a Viner, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I loved Vine. And, and TikTok has replaced Vine in terms of my favorite app. But right. Um, you know, things will come and go in this, in this world. So well, I think the thing is too, is you got to like, keep your mind open with all these new apps. And unfortunately, I mean, you got to spend a little bit of time, like getting to know all these different apps because things happen so much faster. 
And, you know, you're, you're not always going to be, um, you're not always going to be young, you know, every day that goes by, you know, you, you, you go further down the runway of your, of your life, but you can still be uh, relevant with your brand and you, you got to be where all the eyeballs are. And that's why I tell a lot of people, I mean, I, I did like, I remember when I first did my own website um, years ago, I mean, I don't know, this was, this was like a lot of people were not even really, you know, no, no chefs really had like websites. And I, I remember like somebody asked me like, are you running for office? Like they were like laughing, like that was like, <laughs> yeah. crazy. I was like, no, I mean, this is like, you got to think about yourself as almost like a, like a business or an entity that you have to uh, build your brand. And, and it doesn't matter even if you don't want to be, even if you're not trying to build like a, uh, your own personal business or anything, if you want to be like the executive chef at the Greenbrier, uh, then you want to look like that. You know, you want to, everything you do. And just like you said, Alex, about what people go online and say, uh, they're really almost kind of like building um, their, their brand DNA, like a statement about like who I am, what kind of person I am, what kind of person would I be to work with or to work for. So I think, you know, you should really, people should really be mindful of that whenever you put all those things out there for the world to see, are you going to feel that way in five years from now or five months from now? You're totally right, Chef. Um, And it's weird because sometimes they don't, it's like a caricature of what they really feel. It's not even completely accurate because it's broad and, and overgeneralized and and stuff like that. And just, just be yourself and have fun. That's what these apps were really for to connect with people. Um, You know, now Twitter was like, you know, Twitter is like in this big thing right now and it's crazy. And it's, it's, it's because I think that we have this, we're going through a renaissance of what, of how we, uh, you know, interface with, with tech. And it's, it's just the reality. Um, You know, we, we eventually, we eventually, we are already kind of like cyborgs with our phones on us at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and it, it's only going to get, I believe better. Some people say worse, but you know, we have to kind of come to grips with how to treat each other and act on these apps. It's, it's really important. And I totally think that, you know, uh, in terms of just, just the business end of it. Yeah, of course. I mean, having a website and having a brand and having, you know, having this like, positive interface with these apps is so so crucial and to pretend that you're an expert is is wrong but uh you know to keep to keep learning and keep getting on new apps and and talking to friends and colleagues is so incredibly important and uh these apps help us these apps help us with that speaking of business what business endeavors are you on right now chef we've seen you just blow up in 2020 and we know you got the podcast and your tiktoks just skyrocketed like what else are you getting into um i'm just trying to just 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 see what the world brings to me the universe brings to me um you know i appreciate wearing the t-shirt that's it's amazing. And, uh, I got my sub chef merch. Of course. Yeah, I love it. Love it. It's this, big, <laughs> it's this big full circle moment for me to be completely honest. Like if I can tell a quick story was, uh, at the hotel, can I tell a quick story? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, there's no the script hotel. here. Okay. It's good. It's a good one at the hotel. Uh, 
I, I first started, I was uh, helping Corey with the, with the team USA tryouts and uh, I, we had never really spoke chef and uh, it was maybe my first week or so. And I was in the bunker kitchen because uh, Corey and I come from the same, we didn't know each other before the Greenbrier, but we came from the same chef and stuff like that came from the same hometown. Um, so he called me, asked me if I was willing to help and I never worked in a restaurant really before this. <laughs> so the Greenbrier was like this, crazy place and i was ter- terrified of my own shadow let alone all <laughs> you guys and um i walked into uh i was in the green i was in the bunker kitchen and like nobody really was even allowed down there it was just felt like very like weird and special and um and then you know you had walked in and oh excuse me Corey was like hey man i made this chicken mousse and it's got a uh, squid ink in it and um can you take the rest of this squid ink and put it in the Krauvac machine. And he's like, but really, you know, just be careful. Cause that's chef Rosendale's and that squid ink that shit gets everywhere. Yeah. So I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. No problem. I've Krauvac stuff before. And, uh, you had walked in behind me. You were like, Hey chef, what's your name? And I was like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm Alex. And I shut the lid of the Krauvac machine and I was talking to you and we just spoke briefly about the apprenticeship program and stuff like that. And you walked out and I turned around and the squid ink was in every single square inch of the crowd. Oh my God. Oh my God. So so I ran and got all these (laughs) seafold towels that I just had to like lay out for Corey. And I was like cleaning the thing before he got back. Did Seagull see this or did you clean it up before he got to it? He probably saw it to be honest. I don't know, but I'm sure it was just, God, just, just seconds like, uh, later, and that would have been like the worst possible first impression. But I would have, I would have helped 100%. you clean it up, though. I mean, I, I, I know you would have, you would have, you were, uh, yeah, absolutely. I just was kind of like, uh, it was odd. It was just this, like, you know, it's just, and it's this full circle moment for me to be talking to you guys right now, just because I just remember the feeling of that, and I kind of almost have that, that embarrassment up to my neck right now. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's That'll be a nice TikTok video, though. Yeah, that would have went. Yeah, that would have. You know, know. but I, I, you know, we we've been talking about like the the use of social media and all the things that people do, Um, and and you're right. I mean, it's like you go onto like Twitter, and it's like you got to basically like insult somebody for something to get like you know screenshot and shared everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I mean that's that's really kind of like what society has kind of like manifested into. And my hope is is that you know, thing, we can start to get behind people and kind of uh, su- support people. And, and that's why, like, when we, you know, even with the show, we like to bring um, entrepreneurs, people that are, like, launching um, businesses that, that have really ambitious things that they want to do, because we, you know, we feed off of that, too. Like, that's a very, that's a very inspiring thing. You know, people, you know, passion and energy is, is contagious. And, you know, I think that what you're doing is is fun. It's exciting. It's great. You know, you got all these things that you want to do. And I, I just I, I, I never really I always found it to not really be productive, but it's kind of part of society that, that people kind of get their psychological jollies off of like seeing somebody like, oh, that closed or this person did this or this person did yeah. that. I mean, you know, I, people reach out to me all the time and even just like with recipes, I mean, I try to share, um, like, I don't try to keep all the cards close to my vest because I don't want somebody else 
to get like a bigger piece of the pie. Like, I, I don't understand that mentality. And, and I think, you know, what you're doing, I mean, you're, I think you're growing your, your, your TikTok and your brand is growing because, you know, you're kind of sharing and it, it's coming across as like, you didn't try to trick the audience. You're not trying to fool people. You're not trying to mislead people. It's like, man, you're doing what you love and people are gravitating to that. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a powerful thing. And I think we need more of that. Totally. Sure. And, and Oh, sorry. Yep. Um, so, so, sorry to interrupt you. No, I think that one of the questions that pretty much everyone would like to ask somebody like you that went viral is, can you monetize TikTok? How can you do that? And um, what are the, base, the best platforms to, to monetize or something like what you're doing? For example, yeah. you came out with the podcast and you just said that you got contact by Food Network how all that connection goes and those conversations, if you can share a little bit of that, that would be great for the audience. Absolutely. And I think this, um, actually all three of the, the, the previous questions, I think are kind of uh, similar. So yeah, I just saw this as this amazing soil and I, and I just planted seeds. And I mean, I, I, I decided in 2019 that I was not going to be, uh, you know, this, I don't know. I just always had this kind of, I'm not really they'll let the world happen to me mentality. Um, you know, and I just wanted to be like the main character of my movie. And, and I know it sounds like really cliche or whatever, but um, when I change my, my, my vision and my view of the world, things happen differently for me. Probably not, but I just, I just interface with it differently. TikTok. Am I a thousand percent passionate? Do I want to, introduce myself as a TikToker? I do not. I, I want to introduce myself as a uh, chef and a father and um, a podcaster and a content creator. Um, but I just see it as this fertile soil to plant the seeds that I want to do. And the podcast is something that I'm so incredibly passionate about. And it's what I want to do um, as long as I can do it. Um, you know, fashion. I'm super, super into fashion and sub chef fashion, I, I think is going to be coming out very soon. I'm, I'm really, really interested in these things. And, and, and to be honest, like I just decided that uh, I'm not going to pretend to be anybody else. I'm extremely comfortable and happy with who Alex dispense is or what sub chef is, or, you know, what I represent. And, and that's when things happen to me. Uh, in terms of monetizing TikTok or YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, of course, it's so, so incredibly uh, uh, fertile in terms of the, you know, what, what can happen over there. TikTok's new. This year is going to be a big year for TikTok because all these companies have seen what happened in 2019. 2020 kind of happened to all of us. And then 2021, people are going to put some big, serious marketing money into, into TikTok. So, but it's, it's getting pretty heavy over there, man. There's some amazing creators. It's very, very competitive now. But when I first started, there wasn't a tremendous amount of food TikTokers. Um, but yeah, I've, I've made, I made some money on TikTok, to be honest. And, and um, uh, you know, it, it started off as, hey, you know, it, just like I did with Instagram, like the, the company Tillit. Tillit, you know, I'll be very candid. They were, they were very supportive with me and I had no following. And they just sent me like, a free apron once in a while and, and whatever. And we went back and forth on social. Um, that's kind of how it started. And then it turned into, okay, well, 
you know, we'll give you a hundred dollars for a TikTok. you know, just promote this. And then I know, okay, we'll give you $200. And then I called friends and we talked and conversed and figured out what's the, the real metrics, because this is all uncharted territory for me. Um, but now it's very, it's very, it's very good. It's very good. I also think that um, with all the brands too, that there's, you really got to have a passion as, as a content creator to also like bring value to the brands that you're working with, to the partners, whoever they are. Like, you don't want to just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to hold a, in my hand, a bag of these uh, peanuts. And, you know, it's like, I hate peanuts. And I, you know, it's like, it's gotta, it's gotta come across, like it's gotta be real. And I also think like marketing, um, you can come up with ideas to market something organically, naturally. Like you're not like, maybe it's um, a cheese that you're using on the pizza, but it's kind of like, it's actually kind of in, it's not like a commercial, like it's in your, in your TikTok, it's in your video yep. or in your Instagram feed. And I, I feel like that's really that big brands should be looking um, at different forms of media for marketing because that's where the eyeballs are. And I think it's really compelling content. You, you totally nailed it. Um, I, I'm only taking deals that make sense for me. I mean, I get stuff that's odd and, and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, I don't really consider anything that doesn't fit my brand. That's always been my stance. I'm very fortunate. Some of these kids are 16 and they have 5 million followers. Um, I don't know what I would do with that. If I was 16 years old, I just, right. I just, <laughs> I just a lot of trouble. yeah, I think so. I, crazy. I just do. I, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate to be in the seat I'm in right now because I've been able to grow and uh, I've had some experiences with being a chef that, um, prepared me for, for the, you know, just the uncertainties and, and having to adapt and stuff like that. But you're totally right. Um, they're going, they're coming every day. I see a new company, Arby's, Arby's is huge on TikTok right now because they're interacting with the, with the audience. They're not a stale, stagnant, no offense, but 70 year, you know, 65 year old guy who went to marketing school in 19, 19- 70 uh you know it's they're 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 young their kids are vibrant and they're having fun and that's what people want to see the world is so negative it's 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 time for companies to turn into yeah lighten up a little bit too yeah totally i mean our arby's and wendy's wendy uh wendy's twitter is is phenomenal i suggest anybody go check that out they roast people and stuff like that it's hilarious yeah mcdonald's uh, too mcdonald's and uh dunkin donuts uh they've gotten in some collaborations with some with some different brands as well but yeah absolutely it's almost like some of those uh bigger uh companies that have those bigger brands that have been around it's like they've been kind of lethargic kind of slow to kind of embrace but once they have seen it they're kind of really putting a lot more firepower into it you can tell Uh, but but still you know there's also a lot of individuals or like small restaurateurs um, that they're like they're still a disconnect like I think people are so busy with the day-to-day that they get caught up in the 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 thick of thin, thin things, like on a daily basis, like I got to run in my restaurant and doing this and doing that. And meanwhile, there's like no social media presence or they don't have, you know, we, we've been doing an online menu um, since bef- like, I don't know, like whenever Roots first got open. So we didn't have to pivot and scramble to try to create like an, an online platform for, for carryout food. So um, yeah, I definitely, it's important, but not, not everybody, clearly not everybody um, sees that yet. 
Totally. And it's, I, it's probably always going to be that way in a sense. Um, and I'm sure that there's some people that's, that's their vision is they don't want to be in a public space. They're just a humble servant, uh, you know, and, and they, and the food is what they wanted to be involved in. And that's okay. Um, but you know, good luck, you know, it's just, it's not easy anyway. Um, so, you know, but there's some amazing restaurants in Buffalo, New York that are, um, have this amazing social media presence. And because of that, they are top guys in, in, in Buffalo. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily know if they have the best food, but they are the top people because of their social media presence. So, uh, about the, uh, podcast, how did you, how did you come up with the, the name, the sub chef, the, the concept of that? I sense that yeah. there's like culinary origins with this, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not I can't totally. recall where. <laughs> no, totally. So to be honest, I think a lot of it stemmed from the hotel is because like, I think I told this story on the podcast was like with my first episode with, was with Corey. I thought it was fitting. Um, oh, wow. Okay. We should so, have brought so, Corey onto this one, but next time. <laughs> yeah. Next time. Well, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, so obviously at the hotel it was like this um, thing about how everybody had, especially with you, you know, where you created this environment where everybody respected each other and, and you called people chef and um, you know, and again, I'm not exactly sure if it was like, because you had a huge brigade or it was because, or a combination of that as well as being, you know, just a respect, respecting the, the industry. But like, I remember showing up my first day and everybody was calling me chef and I was like, who, what's going on? And then, uh, you know, so it was like that. And then it was, everybody called you chef, like it was your first day. And it was, and it was just different and odd to me. Um, but in a great way, of course, but, but then like when the, when the chef leaves, you know what I mean? Then like Corey would come up to me and like, what's up chef or, or like Danny <laughs> Sterling be like, what's up chef. So then I've just answered the phone, uh, to my, my culinary colleagues and comrades for almost 10 years now like what's up chef so I just thought <laughs> it was like this fitting thing for me uh just to kind of break down a little bit you know it wasn't as methodical as I'm talking about it now but it's just kind of like this this breakdown of like like the chef behind you know behind the 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 behind the scenes a little bit you know totally no I think it's it's super fitting um and actually, one of the reasons, um, I mean, obviously, yeah, it kind of creates like a certain kind of environment and discipline at that time. But also, we had 195 right. chefs working in a place. I couldn't remember everybody's name. So right. <laughs> and it'd be like, you know, you'd learn one batch. I mean, I remember flying over to the Philippines. And, and by the way, I would go to like every culinary school um, that I could for job fairs. But also, we would go over to the Philippines and we would hire like 75 um culinary students at one time on an yeah. interview i mean it was it was crazy um but yeah trying to remember everybody's name so Sh chef is a uh is a is a good one to to use but i love i love the it's origin a good placeholder it is so um yeah, Alice, yeah. we are going we're if you if you don't mind we're going to take a quick break sure. and then we will be right back to continue with the show Hey everybody, we're gonna get right back to the show, but first I wanted to give you an update that we have a brand new webpage for the podcast. Go to richrosendell.com, select podcast, and there you will find all of the episodes. You also have links to everywhere the podcast is available, including YouTube for the video version. We also have a list of all of our sponsors, including Vitamix, 
our title sponsor, and there's also a link to their website as well. We want to thank all of you for continuing to support and watch and like the show. Uh, please share with all your friends and let more people know. We appreciate the support. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We're going to continue on with the show here with Alex Dispense and uh, wanted to get into something that uh, he and I first kind of started talking about here recently, and that was uh, doing a class. You guys all know that we've been doing classes for for several years since I left the Greenbrier, and uh, we like to partner with people that we think are experts in the subject matter, everybody from uh, Jan Bernard Lajard to... Uh, Jamie Simpson, um, Phil Tessier. We've had really great partners and we're super excited to be partnering up with Alex on a class that is going to be built around uh, social media and branding. We think that there's a ton of people out there that could really use the insight. Maybe they're not really sure where to go because uh, frankly, there's really not a lot of, lot of places, but um, Alex wanted to ask you, like, what do you, what do you think as we're kind of in the early stages of, of launching this, uh, for next year, um, what do you think are some of the resources that you would want to offer in a workshop that you think that a lot of people out there, they don't really know, like what, what, like what's important? Like, does a chef even need to have a social media presence or, or a restaurant, um, so what would be kind of your vision and some of the things that you think would be great resources in a workshop? Yeah, I think it's just, um, there's, there's a lot. And I think we have to just absolutely understand the goal. And, and, and when I say we, I mean you as the individual, I think you need to really be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what, what, what do I want to do here? You know, and, and social media to me is like Odin's hand, you know, Odin, giving Thor this hammer, you know, it can be this phenomenal weapon, but it's, it's made to be a tool, right? So it's, it's just about understanding what your goal is. And I think how to interface with these new apps and jumping into new apps and listening to podcasts and associating yourself with people who can help you um, create a better social profile. I mean, last year at this time, I, you know, chef, you said the word peanuts, but that was me peanuts. I had nobody <laughs> listening to me. Nobody cared. And it's because my goals were not orient oriented with, with uh, my social profile. My brand didn't match my vision and my goals. And because of that, nobody cared. And I don't mean that in a, uh, you know, boo hoo me, you know, type of way. I just mean that like, you know, social media is like the smile, it, you know, it's, it's the eyes, it's the first impression of somebody. So when, when you're not, you know, you have this misleading or, or, or not completely aligned social media presence, it doesn't, it doesn't match and it becomes not interesting. It becomes almost fake, you know, and, and people see right through it, especially with the way that I was trying to do stuff. It was, it was fake, right? So as soon as I understand my goals, the vision, the road I was on, uh, you know, the runways, as, as you like to say, then I was able to really make a difference. And now we're looking at like 6 million views across my whole social media profile a, a month. It's wow, bizarre. It's amazing. It, it's bizarre. And, and I, it, I don't know how to completely contribute that to one certain thing, but I think it was just the mindset of understanding what my goals are. What do I want to be in this place? That's, that's the planet and asking the universe to just 
to just, you know, uh, you know, be kind to me. It's, you know, it's just been, it's been a journey. Well, you, you actually kind of, you hit something that I think is like really uh, connects with something that we've, we've done in our branding class. And we, we've told people that uh, before you can really kind of go out there to the world and um, create your content, we say to like, find your voice. Like, what is it that you want to say? Like who you are, not find, not to find someone else's voice or to find someone else's goals or messages. But just like what you said, it's like, you were like, you really kind of found yourself like with what, what, what you want to do, like what, who you want to be instead of trying to say, well, I think this is going to get some traction. Yes. Uh, and it seems yes. like that's almost like the, the first step for anybody. Right. Totally. I mean, he's the, the best story in this is that um, I would, I used to call the chef's garden and I would get a box of produce and I would plate up this thing that looked, um, you know, I would just try to look at like 11 Madison park or, or, or your, to be honest, your stuff or whatever. And I would just try to duplicate and replicate. Now those words seem great, but they're not to me. Right. They're not anymore. And I, um, as soon as I disconnected or cut the string or cut the cord or whatever you want to say with this fake reality that I need to be somebody else. And I just could be myself and, and, and understand who I am and be happy and accepting of, of what I want to do in this world. Cause I would do this, right. I would make this, this dish and it's like this braised quinoa in a mold. And, and then there's this carrot puree. And then there's like these beautifully roasted heirloom carrots with all these flowers. And it like, looks like, you know, not as great as something that you would do or Corey or, um, you know, anybody, you know, in this, in this group, like, in me as a chef, like I'm not nearly as talented as a lot of these guys. And I, and I keep like trying and trying and trying and trying. And then I'd like be like, Oh, great, great. Let me snap a picture of this, throw it on Instagram. Corey's going to like it. Maybe chef Rosenay will follow me. Maybe if I tag Thomas Keller, he'll think I'm cool. (laughs) And then, and then I'll be like, all right, sweet. And I'll throw it out and go and get a pizza and a diet and a, and a, and a cherry Coke, you know, cause that's what's, that what's, what's resonates with me. Cause I'm from yeah. Buffalo and that's me, you know, But I think, you know, I think that that if there's anything, and again, when we do the podcast and all these initiatives, the classes, we, we do want to bring value to everybody that's a stakeholder. I mean, obviously like brands and, and, and collaborators, but, but also the people that are looking for some direction and you almost like freed yourself from like finding like your, like what you enjoy doing, because now you're probably happier doing what, 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 what you're thinking about and the things that you get excited about. And by the way, I mean, I kind of, I, a lot of times I'd rather go have uh, like a a pizza or a slice of brisket than sit down for uh, a tasting menu. A lot of, a lot of times. I mean, mean, it's like the things that are craveable. I was just going to say, chef, use that word all the time, craveable. And when (laughs) I remember when you, Alex, when you first started your, um, you know, really blowing up on TikTok at the beginning of quarantine, it was like, this stuff is craveable. I remember you did some cookies, s'mores thing over a fire. Um, And that's the kind of stuff that people want to see is craveable food. Like that people were sitting in their homes and they were seeing that and they're like, damn, that looks good. And that's what I want. Well, and I gotta be honest. And a lot of this stuff has come from like my time at the Greenbrier or the vintage club with Kevin Walker. Like when I did cold food and stuff like that, looking back, like the value I took away, like 
I'll never forget like, like, uh, like Corey being like, that doesn't look tasty. Okay. And then like, and then be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, let me fix my terrine. Let me add more purple or whatever, you know, and just being wrong, you know, but, <laughs> but, um, but, but here's the deal. Like your food needs to look tasty on Instagram or on TikTok or craveable right. or whatever those words are. It does not need to look beautiful. And if that's what you want to do, then, then paint your picture, you know, be you, but don't make it look impressive for the state for the sake of being an impressive person. Right. And I think that was a lot of my problems. And I'm not speaking to anyone in specific or even generally, I'm more or less speaking to my former self because that was my mindset. And, and, and now I think, like you said, I mean, I never heard that freed myself, but I appreciate that. It's, it's a good thing. I like that you said that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, you and know, I, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. It takes uh, confidence and courage to, to go down that path, you know? Totally. And I think when you let go of the idea of being perfect and having these, this perfection for social media, and you really let go of that and you can be yourself, I think it opens so many more doors for you. I mean, we can see it in your case, Chef Alex. Totally. Yeah, my life is 100% changed. And, um, you know, like I was thinking about this before the podcast was like, in the contender, you know, like chef, you were like ironing your, sh- your chef's coat. Yeah. And oh, you were yeah, talking yeah. about, you were like, you know, this doesn't make my food taste any better, but uh, you know, like we didn't show up to lose. Like we didn't want to look like we want to look like we want to win. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's, and I think about that because um, one of my biggest inspirations in this world is Alexander the great, you know, and he, when he marched into Persia, like he had a, a, a cape and a cow with, with a lion's pelt, you know, and it was, it was a wow. lion's face over his, over his head, you know, and, and, the, and the jaw was over his head. And, and, uh, you know, that doesn't make you a better warrior, but you know, it looks pretty damn cool. And it looks yeah, pretty scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it's, um, it's, it's that with me too. Like I, I just want to be myself and be okay doing it. And, you know, it's, it's these little things like being on TikTok and commenting on people and supporting people and, you know, again, and, and I talked about this a lot too um, on my podcast was like the negative mentality that I had. I did not realize that I had because I would walk around pretending I was having the best day of my life, but I was like wanting people to fail so I could be successful. But once I let go a lot of these things, these this, these myths about there's only room for certain people, it's it's really changed my life. And and I, I'm happy and I'm great, grateful for social media that's made me a better person, really. Yeah, I think I think it releases a burden off of you once you stop worrying about like what other people, um, wh- where they're at, you know, what they're going through, and and you know, you you just really can't be carrying that around, you know. But it, a lot of people, it it's hard; they get sucked up into, and you know, I I think about that burden that our kids are going to kind of grow up into, and I'm kind of figuring out like, man, what can I do to try to clear the path for them. Um, but you know, you don't want to, I also don't want to inadvertently create more stress for them. I mean, I, I have, I bought like my kids website domains. Um, I don't know if they'll ever need them, but I bought them like 10 years ago. Uh, all this, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, and I'm like, man, it might be, I'm not real. Maybe I'm actually creating more, uh, (laughs) problems for them, but I don't know, but it's, I just look at like how difficult that must be as like maybe a, a 16 year old and they post something and like how that makes them feel and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things, there's a lot there to unpack, but that's another show. 
Um, I did want to ask, sorry, go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to say that, you know, I think that I'm very optimistic and hopeful. My, I have a son, he's about to be four. Oh, wow. Uh, and, um, and I'm optimistic. Like I'm very optimistic about this. Like, I don't think he'll get a driver's license. I don't think that, I think that there will be no need for this. I think that he will be living in a future that we create for him. And, um, I think, like I said before, this is just a renaissance of, of, of time. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like f- philosophic or anything like that, but I just think that we're going through kind of a dark age of how we interface with social media and all this information that we have at our fingertips. And I think, I think things will be better. And, you know, we didn't worry about putting the horse and plow out of business when we invented tractors. So we just have to be, you know, focused on that kind of mentality about this will improve our lives. And I understand that you know, maybe horse doesn't get as much work as it used to or whatever, but we'll have to adapt and overcome to these things. And yeah. And I don't want to, I can easily go off on a tangent, but I don't want to start talking about like um, (laughs) economics and all this stuff. I I love like stock investing and everything. And I, and I actually think a lot of people talk about like inflation and I almost kind of feel like there's more of a likelihood almost of like deflation. Um, I actually think that, you know, with technology, that it's actually going to bring the cost of a lot of things down. I don't, I think that restaurants, independent restaurateurs, yes, there's going to be raising prices, rising and stuff like that. But because of technology, uh, you're going to find that somebody will be able to create uh, a service or a meal at a much lower price. And we're going to be competing for those same customers but it's going to be a lot more competitive landscape. And I think that's going to happen with everything like you name it, cars, all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I did want to ask Rachel and, and Chris uh, just basically on your, what's your opinions on for people that maybe would want to look at something like a workshop or a class, like, what do you think that people kind of struggle with on social media? What do you think some of the challenges are for like some of your friends and peers and um, other chefs and stuff out there? Um, as far as what I've seen through my social media feed and watching other people, um, it's how I think it all comes back to authenticity and being yourself and not worrying about the followers and worrying about being yourself and true to who you are and speaking your voice, um, and not being so much about sales, 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 sales. I feel like when I'm watching people's stories, I'm just nexting everything because I feel like everything is a commercial now. How my, what I would be looking for in workshop is how, how can people um, help uh, with other businesses and promote other businesses without sounding like a commercial, like buy my product, buy this product. How can we support other businesses and see other business growth without sounding so scripted and so commercial like well i really like the um value add with kind of cross-pollinating other other people other businesses other brands uh because it's almost like you know now it feels more that there's a noble cause attached with you know what your message is you know you're, you're helping somebody else chris what do you what do you think um a lot of people out there are going to be looking for I would say that is more again uh, about the same that you have to be uh, genuine in everything that you're doing uh, and, and about authenticity and, and being confident. I, I think that there's many people out there that they're probably great cooks, uh, but they don't have that confidence 
to go and post something like what Alex was just saying. I mean, I didn't know Alex before the podcast, but he, for example, he, his mindset was set from the beginning of his career. He was looking at to uh, a Gordon Ramsay to Food Network and, and he grew up with all of those uh, kind of like images in his head uh, and thinking that you want to be there. And that's what you're accomplishing right now. Beside that, all of this year, you were working as a chef and, and you were successful and everything. But now you can, you have the tools that is social media that is, is free and, and is something that you can put out there. And at the end of the day, you can monetize it. Uh, but it's all about confidence. And, and I mean, if you wouldn't have that confidence on like, you know what, I'm gonna, just going to post this because I think it's funny. And I don't care if somebody says something, if somebody tell me like, oh, you're being dumb or whatever you posted and it, and it, and it blew up. And, and that was a great part because at the end of the day, you probably, you realize that it was like, you know what? It's, it's all about like, it's what I want to do. And, and that's what I should put out there. And, and then making pizzas, that is something that you love and, and everything a little by little that you want people to know you as a father, as a chef, as a cook, as a whatever you want. Uh, I would say that people are going to be looking for Mostly, it's going to be for that little click that you can make in the workshop and tell them, like, you know what? Just do it. Just push yourself and put it out there. There's nothing wrong. If somebody of you, because for sure your friends, for example, like you said, probably Corey is going to text and it's going to be like, yeah, you shouldn't have said that or something like that. And, and that's going to happen all the time. Or maybe Rich is going to tell you, like, yeah, I don't know if that's the right thing to do at this precise moment. But at the end of the it's, day, is is like is what you want to do. Totally, you're you nailed it, and I think um, and Rachel too. I think um, there's so many avenues. It's just like being a chef. Like you can be a chef right. for 20 years and not know anything about the real, real deep inner workings of how cheese is is made or wine or whatever. Right? You know, there's so many caveats and avenues that you can never understand or go down because it's such a wide and vast like industry. Right. So, um, you know, like right now, right. We have all these chefs and they're, and they're maybe at home or maybe their country club is, is just doing takeout or maybe their restaurant is really struggling and they want to get to them, you know, get to a more online or social presence. Well, we, we, we should explore this. We should understand what, what, what to do and what not to do. And, um, you know, and, and you can take, listen, here's, here's the reality. I've sat in a bunch of marketing meetings. I've, I've been on conference calls with people who have a hundred thousand followers and they are telling you what to do and what not to do. They, they don't know. There's really no legitimate roadmap to how to generally be successful, how to, individually be successful. I mean, there's things that you can do to be more successful, but here you need to understand and, and have conversations with people about their goals and, and really figuring out deep diving into how do you get through each, um, uh, uh, each, you know, each caveat and what to do. Right. So like if you want to all of a sudden be this online presence and do these cl classes and stuff like that, but really have no like interest in, in, internally about this, then you really should really reconsider because um, you're not going to make the paycheck that you're looking for unless you're uh, passionate about what you're wanting to do and how much value you want to add into somebody's life. 
I think that's really important. And I think that's the biggest thing about social media. And I think you said it, Rachel, is about like, let's sell it, let's sell it, let's sell it, let's sell it. You know, click here, swipe up, subscribe. Um, you know, think about the value. You know, you have this platform. I, I have a platform all of a sudden, right? Think about what I can, I, I have to understand and think about what I can do on a daily basis to create value in people's lives. That will create growth for me, but value, it's a, it's a uh, how do you say, a mutually beneficial partnership, you know, that I'm looking for when somebody follows me or subscribes. Um, I don't want to just be, you know, selling t-shirts and I do appreciate you buying one, Rachel, but I'm serious. I, I don't, you know, it's my goal is to be uh, adding value into people's lives. And I didn't know originally that's what was going to happen, but yeah, there's uh, you know, we got to do a deep dive and, and really understand how you can be successful, not just, generally how to be successful. I, I also think that just with, uh, sorry, go ahead, Rachel. I was just going to say, I think that's a huge takeaway for the listeners um, is to how can you add value to somebody else's life? Use your platform in a positive way. You know, like, like we were talking about earlier, we see all this negative on social media. We see people bashing other people or, you know, bad mouthing and politics and use your social media as a platform to promote positivity and promote and encourage people to go out there and be themselves and do their own thing and like use it as almost like a go you kind of thing well and and also too i think this is also just like with uh social media i think just with business as well um whether it's a restaurant or you make a product or you have a social media page whatever it may be if you're in that game just for the, the money or the wealth that you think that it's going to create, you'll, you'll run out of gas. I feel like, I honestly feel like I've never like worked a day in my life. Most people that know me will say I work my ass off like mm -hmm. every day, but I love what I do. Like I, I like don't even, a lot of times, like I'm not even looking at, um, the financial aspect as, as closely as I should. I mean, I am very aware of it. I mean, you, you do have to have a model in place that works, but you've got to be passionate about whatever it is and, and, and go make a whole bunch of mistakes uh, mm -hmm. early, as early as you can until you find a thing that you say, I'm really good at this. I really love doing this. And I think I can make the kind of lifestyle that I want to have for myself by doing this. And then you're going to be, you will have tremendous wealth. It doesn't matter what's in the bank account. You're going to be. You, now, you, you totally nailed it. I mean, here's, here's kind of like a, another reality for me is listen, I, I, I said this from the start, like I got into cooking because I thought it was a gateway. Again, I'm very interested and passionate and love cooking. Right. But I think inspired is an over, over, overused word. Right. I think excited is very, very, you know, could take place in a way people use the word inspired. I've only been inspired a couple of times in my life, really, to be completely honest. I'm excited about a lot of things, but I'm talking about getting out of bed inspired for, for years about something, right? right? It doesn't come very often. And um, for really the first time in a long time, I'm inspired about what I'm doing because uh, I finally feel like I'm doing the right thing. Again, 
I wanted to get into this like cooking slash entertainment role. Right. But then as you know, chef, as everybody knows, that doesn't, there's not that, that's not really a thing. It seems so far fetched and, 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 and only certain people are going to get that. And you got to just figure out how to be a, a country club chef or a chef at a resort or whatever. Right. But um, you know, I put aside those childhood childish dreams. Right. And then, and went ground and uh, grinded every day and figured it out. Right. But, um, you know, I'm sorry to go on this tangent, but it's, it's important to me that I, I tell people like that you, you can reconnect with these like childhood, like dreams and, and, and really go after them. And, and it's not impossible. It's, it's totally like probable if you work at it and ask for it and, and do it. And, um, you know, understand that, you know, you can to, to what Chris said, like, this is how I started. Like, I thought maybe one day I could be like Gordon Ramsay, right? Not necessarily knowing what that means, but wanting my own TV show or whatever, having the ability to talk to people and teach and educate and, you know, excite. But I've been trying to do this for 10 years. Look at me. I, I, have, I don't have no hair left. I'm getting chubby. <laughs> like there's a, you know, it's, it's stressful. It's stressful. And it's, and it's, uh, it's not necessarily been easy, but now I feel like I, I want to help people so that they can, uh, they can understand that they don't have to make the same mistakes that I made. And it's, it's not just about social media. Social media is important and it's a huge thing, but I use the pie chart analogy. I think it's almost 50, 50, uh, understanding your goals, setting your, setting your mentality, and then having your social media profile match what you want and what you're doing. And I feel like you are kind of almost connecting the dots in, in some way from what maybe some of your childhood dreams were. It's just that it's, it's what is more suitable for today and what, 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 what that looks like today, because, you know, you are entertaining, you are cooking. Um, it's just maybe not through the lens of uh, a young, a young person, you know, a child, whenever you were thinking about like, well, this is what that looks like, you sure. know, whenever you were, 15 or whatever, but now, um, media has changed and, and a chef, uh, the role of a chef has changed. I mean, good Lord, there's so many different things you can do now. Whenever you, you come out of uh, culinary school, if you even go to culinary school, I mean, there's just so many options. Well, I know we're coming yeah. up here on the, uh, totally. on the uh, end of the podcast, but I wanted to give, uh, uh, we'll, we'll go around the horn here with one more question. If you have time, Alex, and absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Rachel, you want to? Uh, I do. I have a question I've been dying to ask. Um, so at the beginning of quarantine, we were both kind of going after David Dobrik um, <laughs> to get some views. I've been dying to know, did you get any, did you get any traction from Mr. Dobrik? Specifically? No, but here's some, here's some amazing <laughs> connections that I've been very, very fortunate to make. Um, there's a creator name. Listen, I've had huge creators that I, followed as fans are now friends. It's bizarre. Um, Alex, Alex Garnaschelli reached out to me personally, sent me an email, like never even like, like reach out to her. And she sent me a copy of her book. Like it, there's been some amazing things that has happened to me because of TikTok, but the, but David Dobrik, you're still on my radar. So <laughs> if you, listen, if you listen to the Rich Rosendale podcast, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We'll tag him. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, I would just ask um, where people can go and, uh, and try your food. 
Um, yeah, right now, since, to be honest, it's a little odd. I got to be honest with you. People ask me on a very, very regular basis where they can find me. And, um, um, I, I have chosen to take a little bit of privacy, uh, just because I never thought in a million years that I would have a half a million followers and it's trending in the, in a direction that it's going to be more. So, um, right now I'm, I'm in Buffalo, New York, and my DMS are completely open. If you want to reach out to me on Instagram, feel free. We can connect. Um, but I have Alex, chosen. Do you, do you do any pop-up dinners or anything like that? As of right now, I am not doing anything like that. But but I am looking to collaborate. Uh, I am in New York, so things are a little uh, touchy. But um, I am certainly looking to collaborate in the near future with uh, other creators and chefs. And I'm really cool. excited to get uh, you know my virtual. You know, right now I do like a lot of like. I give people virtual pizzas and, it, you know, just to try to make people's day and stuff like cool. that. But uh, I, I'm going to be doing some, uh, I want to be doing some uh, real food and, and service in the future. So. That's awesome. If people are behind the, behind the times and don't follow you yet, where can they find <laughs> you and where can they find this awesome sub chef merch that I'm there you, go. <laughs> there you go. Listen, the sub chef merch is through an amazing company in Buffalo, New York called positive approach. Everything. Uh, I had to get a little quick uh, shout out to snip feed, which is an amazing company that I'm really happy to be uh, partnered with. And they do um, an awesome link aggregation system. So if you ever heard of a link tree, throw it out right now and jump over to snip feed. Cause they'll create a awesome personalized like a uh, link for you as well as uh, you know, they give you the ability to monetize, like for instance, your recipes and stuff like that. So uh, you know, jump over to snip feed. I can uh, do that, but yeah, Instagram at SubChef, chef, uh, you know, YouTube, that's where the podcast is. So I'm really excited about that. And again, it's at sub chef. Uh, I've kind of changed everything over to sub chef at this point. So I kind of killed Alex Dispense and I'm only sub chef now. <laughs> so. <laughs> Great. Well, that was actually going to be my, my next question uh, was where people could find out more about you. And uh, I would say uh, I will use the time to say that uh, let's look forward to uh, inviting people to uh, the workshop and building a more of a collaboration with you together uh, and also, too, I want to encourage people, any listeners out there that I know there's a lot of people that are like, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not on TikTok uh, or I'm on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok. This is a great way to immerse yourself, go sign up an account and go follow Alex uh, at SubChef. And you'll, you'll, you now can say that you know somebody on the platform. Um, we're on there, too. And uh, Alex, this really has been a, a real uh, treat to be able to talk with you. Uh, I mean, I really feel like every time we, uh, we bring somebody onto the show, I feel like we get a lot out of the conversations as much as uh, our listeners do. And I just think, you know, I wish you the continued success. I mean, I, I know, I mean, there's no doubt you are totally on the right track and it's exciting to watch. And it's just really been great uh, spending some time talking with you today. Absolutely. Uh, guys, thank you for your time. And I'll tell you, like, I'm so excited to collaborate with you guys uh, in the future. And I'm really looking forward to that. And I, I certainly I just appreciate everybody's time. It's it's so uh, time is so extremely important. And it's valuable to people. And uh, I hope that, you know, uh, I just hope that we can uh, continue to be positive and, 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 you know, and just keep, you know, plowing through this forward. Because like I said, I think we're really in this 
renaissance in the way that we interact with each other and, and interface with social media and, and, and the digital world. And I think, I think soon we'll be, we'll be trending in a better direction, but it's a crazy time right now, but I appreciate your time guys. Thank you guys so much. It's been literally an honor. Great. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's Thanks a great way so to close much, out. Alex. Thanks right, Alex. Chance. Take care, everybody. Right, we'll see you soon. Thank you. See ya. All right, bye guys. Hey guys, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode with Alex Dispense, and we are also really excited to be doing this class collaboration with him. Uh, so watch for more updates about that in the weeks to come. Uh, and also too, I hope that you took from that conversation like I did, that even in the midst of this crazy year that we've had in 2020, that you can still do something uh, that's amazing and that you can make your mark. Uh, and, and Alex has proved that he found his voice uh, just by trying things and he's got all kinds of momentum now. We're so excited for him. I know he's gonna. he's got so much runway uh, he's just going to take off and lots of exciting things for him in his career. Uh, and also, I want to say thank you to all our sponsors. Uh, Vitamix, our title sponsor, uh, check out their entire line of blenders. Uh, and also thank you to Henkelman. Uh, they're getting ready to launch a brand new vacuum sealing bag uh, line will be coming out soon. For years, they've been doing vacuum sealers for sous vide, but now they're going to start making bags uh, and they're recyclable. Also, thank you to Verlasso Salmon. Uh, that's the salmon that we use in our, our restaurants, and it's uh, South American sustainable uh, Chilean salmon. Uh, also, the International Sous Vide Association. Check out their website. They have a, they're have they planning a really great summit for next year. We were able to participate in the one this year. It was a virtual one, which they did a great job, but I believe next year will be in person. And also Comey, K-O-H-M-E-E. -E. That is our recipe and menu management software that we use, and it's actually free. You can visit their website. It's a great product. Uh, and thank all of you for continuing to support the show. Uh, please like and subscribe uh, everywhere that you can and share these episodes with any of your friends, anybody that you think might be interested. Uh, we really appreciate the support. We enjoy doing what we're doing. We are inspired by these guests as much as you are. And we'll see you next week. Have a great, safe week. Thanks.